You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL back BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksburg with you on a Thursday, one week away from opening day. The Masters, of course, just a couple days away from the Final Four. And joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line of Talks of Final Four is Ed Egros from FanDuel. It's more ways to win and Bally Sports West. Ed, we're here. It's the Final Four and we get Duke and North Carolina. Ed, we'll, we'll start with this. How much stock do you put into and how much do you take away from the, the last time they played? in Cameron Indoor when North Carolina went there to end the regular season and beat Duke. Do you put a lot into that game? Was that Are they different teams now than they were you know, three and a half, four weeks ago? What do you take from that game into this game in the Final Four? I take 50% of that game into account, just like I take 50% of the first meeting uh, over in North Carolina into account. And I think it points to an important thing that we need to realize when it comes to North Carolina. They are a volatile basketball team. They are about as inconsistent as it gets. And it's one of the reasons why Baylor nearly came back from that 25-point deficit in the second round to beat them, at least took them to overtime. It's one of the reasons why North Carolina is an eight seed is in the Final Four in the first place, because they are naturally a volatile basketball team. And I think it's fair to expect that volatility once again in a game like this against Duke, where Coach K has done some incredible things. Uh, you know, this is one of his better uh, coaching masterpieces, I feel like, when it comes to an NCAA tournament, at least over the last few years, in large part because he has been able to switch from man-to-man to zone uh, just sort of at a moment's notice. And when you're dealing with young players, you wonder uh, what their bandwidth is in terms of you know doing more complex things offensively, switching defenses, those kinds of things. And Duke has been able to do that. And they've done it really, really well. And it's one of the reasons why they're here in the first place. I think it's one of those deals where I think North Carolina is probably going to have an answer for just about anything unusual that Duke is going to try and do. And it's one of the reasons why I like North Carolina to cover in this game. But I think at the end of the day, at some point, talent is going to win out. And Duke is the more talented basketball team. And that's why I feel like that Duke is going to win this game. And as far as betting it, Duke money line, North Carolina to cover. I think either way, depending upon you know what your tolerance is for payout, I'm fine either way. The Duke-Kansas number for the title odds is about the same. And North Carolina-Villanova. It's about the same. Best you can find is, a, is about plus 500. Which path would you prefer? Would you rather uh, be Duke facing North Carolina, a team you faced a couple of times, and then you face the winner of Kansas Nova if you can get through? Or would you prefer to take on Villanova without Justin Moore on Saturday, and then you get the winner of Duke-North Carolina title game? 
You know, it's one of those things where if you're looking at, you know, finalist matchups, I, I'm very chalky in that respect. I, I just don't see North Carolina pulling off an upset. And even with Villanova being a senior-laden team, it's a game where I like Villanova to cover, again, because I think that experience is going to mean something. And plus, when you do shoot so many threes, you know, every so often you're going to have a game where they start to, to, to go down. And it's possible that Villanova can pull off this upset, but I just don't like the price as far as what you're expecting there. I do think that the market is overreacting to that Justin Moore injury just a little bit. But at the same time, I still feel like... I I have a very chalky approach to how this is all going to pan out. I do feel like that Duke and Kansas are going to play in the title game. And I've liked the payout for Kansas for quite some time now, in large part because this is one of those instances where we finally get to see Bill Self's high-low offense actually run to perfection with the personnel he really wants to have and has some experience there instead of relying on one-and-done guys. And even though I think some are taking stock into the whole Coach K is you know coaching out of his mind, it's his final run and all that good stuff, I still feel like that Kansas is one of those programs that's gotten there enough times. And you get to the final four enough times, you know, quite dangerously, you're going to win one of them. And in terms of sort of these razor thin margins, Kansas has always been just a little bit better in terms of payouts by what I've seen by, you know, the best models that uh, I can come across and what I've devised. I think Kansas is the way to go here. Wow. Okay. So don't cash out note to self on my Kansas future. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what are your exactly. thoughts, Ed, on the totals in these games um, or like a first half total? Um, have you looked at that? Well, it's interesting how many like first half unders that we've had in this tournament. It seems I like that we've had a lot of them for one reason or another. And I think logically, I would probably expect a couple of first half unders in both of these games as well, in large part because... You know, it's a tradition unlike any other when it comes to the Final Four, transitioning from basketball arenas all the way to football stadiums. And now sight lines will be the word that we hear a lot of come Friday and Saturday morning. And so how do three-point shooters handle the, the backdrop being a little bit different, the floor maybe bouncing just a little bit differently, those kinds of things. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, there's a little bit more of uh, conservatism that we see in both of these games, but at some point I think both offenses are going to run what they want to run. Villanova is going to shoot a lot of threes. Kansas is going to allow a lot of threes. They may drive some. Certainly a great half-court offense by Kansas that will include shooting some threes as well. And then when you get to Duke and North Carolina, I do feel like they're going to run up and down a good bit where we're going to see a lot more possessions, a lot more opportunities for points. So I would not be surprised if we see a couple of first-half unders, but ultimately both games go over here. This is one of those great opportunities, I feel like, when it comes to live betting, where if either team gets off to a fantastic start, this may be a good time to go money line the other direction because I like all of these offenses and I like all of the talent here. Do I feel like no one's really going to be left out? And we were talking earlier about the um, the idea of, let's say Carolina pulls the upset off and they're in the title game. Mm -hmm. Do you think they can actually win this thing? Because my thought is this, if they win on Saturday, isn't that their title game? Are they going to be able to get back up? I, I, I'm wondering what your thought would be on Carolina. Would you, would you fade them? If they got past Duke, no one's really talking about the idea of them getting past Duke. I don't think they will. But if Carolina wins, do you think they can win this whole thing? Or would you say, no, I'm going to take the Kansas Villanova winner to beat them? 
No, I think North Carolina could do it. And it's definitely one of those situations where, you know, given what the price might be, if enough people feel that way, if the market feels that way, I wouldn't mind putting a couple of bucks on North Carolina on the money line there. Now, I again, I'm kind of with you that I still feel like Duke wins that semifinal. But at the same time, you know, have, how about have some respect for Hubert Davis here? You know, yeah. here is a coach who's been, in, been a part of this program for a long time, and he knows that North Carolina counts on national championships. It's not about beating Duke in the Final Four. It's about hanging banners, national championships, and he knows that about as well as anybody. And he's got some incredibly talented players who have perhaps underperformed up to this point. I would not be surprised if they beat Duke and then they sort of calm down, give themselves maybe a you know twelve hour rule, and then say, "All right, we're, we want to win a national championship. Let's go out and do that." And you know, definitely in terms of you know play design, play calling, those kinds of things, I feel like that North Carolina is in a great position if they do beat Duke because you're going to go against either a Villanova team that could get cold from three or against a Kansas team that yeah has a great half court offense, but you've got a great full court offense and you could get a lot of points and then. You know, we'll see where the chips fall. For Kansas, all of a sudden, Remy Martin's a story again. Not so mm -hmm. much in the regular season, but he's been a big part of this offense. And Bill Self has been on the record about that. Where would they be without his offensive contribution from the bench? Uh, the point total is 11 and a half. Not, not as much Miami game. Didn't need as much. Only nine points from him. But we saw him go for 23, 20, and 15 in three preceding games. Uh, what do you think about this uh, Remy Martin player prop 11 and a half? I'm probably leaning under here in large part because I think recency bias is kind of affecting that line just a little bit. I really do feel like that when it comes to you know, who's going to be uh, doing the lion's share of this offense, I still feel like this is Ochai Abachi's team. I think that matters when, when sort of figuring out where his role is going to be and how you're going to bet, say, his prop or maybe even uh, an MOP future. Uh, I really like his number as far as that's concerned. And look, Remy Martin, you know, he's been one of the reasons why Kansas is in this spot in the first place, no doubt about mm -hmm. that. And he hasn't been healthy the whole year, and it's why – even though uh, you know Kansas has all the talent in the world, uh, they have looked vulnerable at times, but they were still able to get a one seed, and I felt like they were probably the second strongest one seed behind Gonzaga. And so Remy Martin's impact has been there. Uh, it's been great to see someone you know come from injury to be as impactful as he is. Certainly he has a high ceiling, but I feel like in a game like this, when you're going up against Villanova with a great defense that's going to slow the pace down, I do feel like that it's going to be one or two stars having the lion's share of offense in a game like that. And I just don't feel like he's going to be one of them in that game. Now, if Kansas wins, then yes, all bets are off. And I feel like Remy Martin can come back. But in that particular matchup with a slow game, good defense, I feel like other guys are going to be contributing more. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You mentioned Hubert Davis. There is a funny uh, prop 
Uh, which will the broadcast mention first, Coach K retirement or Hubert Davis, first year coach to make Final Four? And that's it plus 300, but I'm guessing they're going <laughs> to. Yeah, the minus 500 on Coach K retirement is probably happening. Um, have you taken a look at the most outstanding player market at all? Any plays that you like there, Ed? Yeah, I, I feel like Oche Bocci's, uh, you know, the the guy I like a lot here, in large part because I feel like that he is, you know, sort of contributing the lion's share of offense. And I do feel like, and, and I have not studied this historically as much as I would have liked, but it certainly feels like that the best player is the one who wins that award for any particular team. And so if Duke makes it all the way, how is it not Paolo Bencaro? Uh, right. He is the best player. He is the biggest offensive threat. I don't know how it can be anybody else. Sometimes there are situations where, say, you have a big guy who goes off with a bunch of rebounds, assists, those kinds of things. But I think, you know, in this particular instance, because I like Kansas so much to cut the nets uh, come Monday night, I feel like that this is Ochai's opportunity to showcase what he can do. You know, we talked about Remy Martin a second ago. Yeah, he's been, you know, a fantastic contributor. But I do feel like that over time, when you get to the final four in the national championship game, that you're only worried about those performances and you only think about those in terms of voting. And this is going to be Abachi's opportunity. To go back to Villanova here, and we're talking to Eddie Gross, FanDuel, and Bally Sports West. Uh, you know, they lose Justin Moore. It's a big injury. They only play six guys in the tournament. Jay Wright last weekend kind of compared what he and, and Villanova has to figure out here to football, the playoffs, right? You get a full week. You have an injury. You get to figure it out over a full week. It's not like you play the next day or, the, or two days later. What do you think about that? Do you think and, – and, and how do you think it's going to impact Nova? Because I, I don't know if they're going to go with two or three guys to fill those minutes or – Next man up, you fill that role. We're going six man. I mean, how, how much do you think that injury impacts Nova uh, in this game against Kansas? No disrespect to Justin Moore because I think he's a fine basketball player, but I don't think it's going to have much of an impact at all. I think in part, generally speaking, I think we overrate injuries when it comes to the NCAA tournament in general because if you have a fantastic program, then it really is next man up. You don't have to worry about that. And I think Villanova, fantastic program. I mean, what's been interesting about Jay Wright in terms of all of his quotes this week, I think he's been brutally honest about the matchup he has what he has uh, in terms of, you know, his own stock, those kinds of things. And Justin Moore, you know, as great as he is, he can be an inefficient guy. He does play a lot of minutes. He certainly has a lot of experience. But that inefficiency, I think, is one of the reasons why that next man up mentality, I think, is just fine when it comes to uh, what to expect out of Villanova. And look, they have a lot of other seniors already. Villanova is an experienced basketball team that plays really good defense. And if somebody gets hot from three, then you're going to find the ball or, you know, he's going to find the ball. You're going to get it to him and he's going to knock him down. And that can be from a number of guys, it's not just him. You know, Colin Gillespie has not had a great tournament, but, you know, is it going to stay that way for this game? I don't think so. That's another prop that I like a lot is Colin Gillespie's over. I think at some point we're going to see what he's capable of and he is going to shine. So when it comes to that particular injury, I, I feel like there are enough efficient seniors for Villanova to pick up the slack. Uh, Ed, I want to hit some NFL. Some were probably thinking I wanted to go to College World Series so we can say I told you so. Well, why not? When a week ago. Hockey uh, top, baby. You dropped Tennessee 25 to 1, and now they're the betting favorite because they swept Ole Miss, number one team in the country over the weekend. Uh, but people, more of our listeners, I would say, care about the NFL. We talk so much uh, Shield with you. Uh, so let's go there. Uh, a little bit of a disagreement at the start of the show on uh, the impact 
of no Bruce Arians with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Doesn't change my mind at all. Joe G thinks it could ding them a little bit based on what Bowles did in his last stop as head coach. Uh, what do you think? I don't see much of an impact, uh, to be honest. I, I do like Bruce Arians. I feel like that, you know, you have to give him credit for that Super Bowl championship. And and also, too, you know, he can be an innovative offensive mind, no doubt about it. But he's still going to be around. Uh, it's not like that, you know, Todd Bowles is going to have to do this in a vacuum and not figure things out. You know, Byron Leftwich, you know, has been a pretty solid offensive coordinator. You got to give him some credit. And of course, having Tom Brady back, I think matters too. I think he has some pretty good ideas of the type of offense that he wants to run as well. So I feel like, I feel like that if it's going to happen, if this, you know, sort of quasi retirement is going to happen, it really isn't a bad time for it to occur. Uh, I think it would be more stressful if Tom Brady weren't there than you do feel like that you want to make sure that the train doesn't completely fall off the tracks. Look, if you want to say that he is, uh, you know, if, if this is like a Jimmy Johnson, you know, kind of transition, I think that's fine. But remember that they did win a Super Bowl uh, after he left. And so it's certainly possible for Tampa Bay, uh, you know, to pull that off as well. Yeah, the one with Barry Switzer. I'm not sure knew what the heck he was, he was doing, but that team was loaded, so they won anyway. And- Barry Switzer was in over his head, but it still worked <laughs> out, and that's fine. He's got a ring. That's all that matters. He's a champion, yeah. even though he didn't know what the heck he was doing. Ed, always appreciate hopping on. <laughs> Ed Egros, FanDuel, more ways to win Valley Sports West on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. We'll take our first look at the NFL draft. Props are everywhere. Quarterbacks could go flying up the board. We'll hit that next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.